Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Jason. And I'm Deva. We are here with dinner with a side of sci-fi. And tonight we will be making vegetarian lasagna and discussing The Mule from Foundation Empire, the second book in the Foundation Trilogy. Yeah, and so the lasagna we're going to be making is made with Beyond Meat. So that's, you know, a meat substitute. It's a really good one. It's already, you can get it pre-crumbled, which is what I have, or you can get it kind of like in a ground beef form. So basically you mix that with cheese and sauce and spinach and onions and garlic, all that good stuff, and it makes a really yummy lasagna. So that's what we're going to be doing. I've been making a lot of bad food choices this week, so I'm going to do zucchini noodles. Um, so I did prep, I cut some zucchini up into long noodle-like slices. If you put a little salt on them and let them sit, that kind of gets some of the water out and you can mop up the water so it's not like a super watery lasagna. But you can also use normal uh, lasagna noodles. I'm going for the normal lasagna noodle. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I've made a lot of bad food choices this week. So I'm like, I think I'm going to have some vegetables in this, like more vegetables. So that's where I'm at. Well, you know, I did eat like an entire quart of Dole Whip on Friday. Well, those are, those aren't terrible. No, it's true. It's just a lot of sugar. So I think to start off with, we're going to start off by sauteing our onion. So I got to chop mine. Have you chopped yours yet? I have not chopped my onion. The nice thing about a lasagna is there's a lot of work up front, but then it's easy. And it's even really not that much work. I made this lasagna on a, a ski trip I was on for like a big group of people and they all loved it. They're like, you should sell this. I'm like, it's not that hard to do. Like you, you just layer things and cook it. This is my second lasagna ever. Oh, really? And what's even crazier is my first lasagna was like six weeks ago. Really? Yeah. You've never made lasagna before six weeks ago? I've eaten it. I've just never made it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I make this a lot if I have a big group that I need to feed. And you can make a lot and it's not super expensive. And if you get the smaller baking pans, they actually fit inside of a food saver bag. Which is awesome because then you could put, then you could, um, if you have a Pyrex baking dish, you could put it inside the food saver bag, vacuum seal it, and put it in the freezer. Oh, heck yeah. Because this, I do often freeze my lasagna, but I have to just kind of portion it out. Yeah, I'll actually freeze it pre-cooked and then I'll just put it in the fridge overnight and um, cook it. You know, that's really smart. All right, so I have my onion chopped up. So I have my, my pan on. I put some oil in. I'm going to just let these kind of saute. Is that the right word? Yeah, saute. I'm going to be sauteing. I'm going to be sauteing in my Instant Pot. I have my noodles boiling around also. Okay, nice. See, I've never done it with the boil noodles. I always get the no boil noodles. <laughs> it's, just, it's just pasta. You just cook it. Really? Yeah, it's nothing fancy. I thought it was going to be something really hard to do. And it really is just pasta. I just don't like having to fill up a pot that big. You know, because it's like heavy. So I'm like, Ugh. all right. So I have my onions in here sauteing. I'm going to put a little pepper on them. So I will go over the summary of the mule while this is getting a little tender in the pot or in the saute pan. I'm very excited to talk about this one. I know. I was looking forward to this since we started. <laughs> so the mule, this is part two of Foundation and Empire, and it's 300 years after Harry Seldon. So newlyweds Beta and Doran Durrell are enjoying their time on Trader Planet Haven 
which is delightfully described as pink and white, when Turan's traitor family brings up a general called the Mule, who is strangely successful at conquering worlds. Turan's family suggests they honeymoon on Calgan, a luxurious beach planet where rumor has it that the Mule is, in order for them to get more information on him for the traitors. So they do this, and on this planet they rescue a clown named Magnifico Gigantis from the clutches of the Calgan police, which has just fallen to the mule. The clown reveals he was the clown for the mule, and that he fears and hates the mule. Meanwhile, Mayor Inber of the Foundation, which now this mayor position is now hereditary, um, so him and his captain, Hans Pritcher, are trying to think of ways to combat the mule. Pritcher reveals that the mule is a mutant human and has declared war on the Foundation. Then Ebling Miss, a noted psychologist, tells Mayor Ingber that they are at a Selden crisis. So Harry Selden appears in the time vault, and to the horror of everyone, he states that the current crisis is civil war with the traitors and makes no mention of the mule. The Foundation falls to the mule, and Beta, Torin, the clown, and Ebling Miss go on a mission to find the second Foundation, the only thing that can help them now. So they end up on the ruins of Trantor, where Pritchard contacts them and tells them that the mule's mutant power is emotional control, which is why he's been so powerful. So Ebling Miss is studying at the Trantor library, and he's about to reveal where the second foundation is, because he's found it through his studies. But Beta shoots and kills him. She explains that she figured out that the clown is actually the mule, and she did not want him to know where the second foundation was. The clown admits to this. He is the mule. He also never mind-controlled Beta because she was the only one who's ever been nice to him in his life. So then he leaves, continues his search for the second foundation. And they're, they're safe. He doesn't bother them anymore. So that is the mule. So we finally get a real female character. Yes, that was what my first thing I was going to say. Beta is the wife. She's like the one of the main characters of this. So very exciting. It does not go unnoticed that her name is Beta. What do you mean? Beta in pack culture is, is, is the, it's the second in charge. She's never the primary. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, like Alpha Beta. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not even think of that. And, and how awesome of a name is the clown guy? Magnifico. I, it's, I think it's gigantic. He's like this giant, ridiculous looking man with like long limbs and like a big nose and just ridiculous and just scared of everything. Yeah, so I I was happy they had a, he had a female character. Um, she was pretty, you know, she wasn't terrible as far as female characters go from the 50s. She still had a couple of like the classical female roles of like cooking and kind of doing that kind of stuff. But she, I mean, she really was like on par with her husband. Yeah, she, she stood up for herself regularly. And also, I like that he defended her as well. His father was kind of disparaging at one point, and he was like, screw you, dude. Beta's the bomb. Yeah, and I did notice that through this story, they ended up on a couple different worlds, and some of them were empire, former empire planets, and the empire people were all shocked to see a woman, you know, at their level. They were like, what is this woman doing here? There should only be men. So I did notice that the Empire had that outdated attitude. So we're far enough in the future now that, like, not only is the, is the Foundation fairly well known, but it's known, like, on Trantor and everything. And um, I just, I thought that was the coolest thing that, like, um, like Beta and, what was her husband's name? Torin. Torin. Like, I like that they're like, oh, yeah, well... I'm a citizen of the Foundation. And they're like, ooh. Well, and so Beta, Beta was a citizen of the Foundation, and Torin was 
from the traitor planets. So his father was a traitor. Is he a traitor? I couldn't, I didn't really get that from the book, if he was a traitor or not. No, I don't think he was because he was on Terminus for some reason. I put my Beyond Meat crumbles into my onions now because my onions were looking good. My store only had the Beyond Meat patties, so I'm uh -huh. I'm chopping them up. Nice. Those are good. I've been making taco meats with that. Oh, that sounds great. So Beta was a, like the granddaughter of Hober Mallow from the first book from Foundation. So that was cool. What did they say granddaughter? She was a direct descendant at least. Or descendant, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fascinating how the foundation had become so hereditary. Yeah, with the mayors. Yeah. And they really seemed kind of incompetent. Like Mayor Ingber seemed incompetent. I thought he was the emperor at first. I'm like, oh, we're at the emperor, uh, Trantor. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, we're at the foundation. Yeah, you know, like, like um, the, so the scientist guy goes to meet him, and he's all upset that he didn't jump through all the bu right bureaucratic hoops before seeing him. It was like, that sounds like it would take, like, two months just to have a conversation with him. Right. Which is exactly what was going on, like, at the decline of the empire. And we also find out that the empire, or that Trantor has now fallen. It's, it's totally gone. So about 40 years ago, from our perspective in the book, there was like a 40-day war and Trantor was sacked. All the metal was torn up. So now there's like gaping holes in the metal city. There's like farmland has taken over. The ruling elite fled, fled Trantor and went to like another planet called Neo Trantor where they're now, you know, ruling from there 20 planets now instead of 25 million. So Trantor has completely fallen, and it's just kind of an agricultural world uh, with a bunch of metal sticking up. That was neat that they were mining. They were mining old Trantor and selling the metal. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. For meat. Yeah, for meat. <laughs> and I thought that it was interesting that the um, that the the ruler guy he was he wasn't interested in anything that wasn't sustainable. Yeah, and also the university, the students, and the university staff during that 40-day sack they armored themselves against the barbarians and kept them out and protected the library and the university so that all that information is still there in the library yeah which i think is pretty amazing that everyone still considered it to be an important place although i'm impressed with having to dig through those records i mean is imagine trying to find like old administrative records from 300 years ago on microfiche yeah and like or about like a like a, like a conference where someone said something at the conference. Yeah, so I'm cooking everything down a little bit before I add my sauce. Oh, and I gotta microwave my spinach too. I think I made more sauce than I need. So I just get frozen spinach and microwave it <laughs> and then mix it in with the ricotta. Yeah, absolutely, because it's just gonna get all cooked anyway. I like to put my ricotta like in a bag and squeeze it in. I've, I learned last time that it's too hard to spread with a spoon. Oh, really? You put it in a bag? Man. Yeah, you, yeah, you put it in a bag like a pastry bag, and then you just kind of squeeze it in. All right, let's microwave this bad boy. microwaving. I'm still sauteing my Beyond Meat, my onions, and my garlic. Needs a little more time. But I did coat the bottom of my sheet and put my first layer of noodles in. Oh, maybe I should do that. So what did you think about the mule? What did you think about that character?
I think it was a really cool character. I, I actually, I figured it out. You did? I did. When did you figure it out? I figured it out. The first time Beta made a comment about the fact that they've been everywhere they've gone, they've been attacked. The only thing that threw me off was how did he have the conversation with Captain um, Pritcher? How did the mule break off? And I think in the book at one point he, they commented that he was asleep or something. So he must have like slunk off in the night and had and you know converted poor Pritchard to the dark side. I don't remember if I figured it out the first time I read it, uh, but I definitely did remember that. So I was really interested to see if you figured it out. The only bad things we really heard about the mule were from the mule himself when he was pretending to be the jester. So I really questioned how bad is the guy? Well, that's what I thought too, because he's just trying to unite the uh, empire again. So to like avoid thousands of years of anarchy. So like, isn't that what Selden wanted? Like what, what does it matter how we get that? Yeah. And with his ability to inspire people to work hard, I mean, he could get, he could make everyone go out and bring civilization back everywhere. He didn't seem evil or anything. I mean, he did kill that one person on the, when they were on one of the planets. Two. He, he killed the emperor's son with the, with his, with his harmonica. Yeah. His busy sonar. Busy sonar. Still pretty epic. He, you know, the mule kills the chauvinist emperor's son on Trantor with music. Yeah, because he's like has impure thoughts about Beta. What did you think of the of the emperor? Oh, he was like had Alzheimer's basically. He seemed like he was senile. He seemed harmless, yeah, but but he was definitely senile. Poor guy. Yeah, and his son seemed like kind of a dick. I think if this book had been written now, there would have been some more heavily implied violence against Beta. That's true. It's kind of nice that it wasn't. It's like, I don't need that. I'm putting my spinach in my ricotta now. All right, so I'm just going to let my sauce simmer here for a little bit. My sauce is from um, the garden here. Cedric made sauce from the garden. Oh, did he? he boiled the tomatoes and everything? Yep. That's awesome. That's the sauce I'm using, which is a little hard because I usually just use a jar. So I'm like having a little bit, it's a little harder to judge how much to put in, but it's fine. It's a lasagna. It'll taste good no matter what. And I'm just adding, I'm adding an egg to my ricotta too. Oh, interesting. My sauce smells great. Actually, it does idea. need something though. What does it need? Yeah, so when they're at the time vault, with, when Harry Seldon says the wrong thing, like how, how awful was that? That was amazing. Have you just been leading me on? You remembered him messing up? Yeah, I remembered him messing up. Cause like, that's like a big deal, you know? He's like, a, he's like kind of like a god at this point to them. I can't believe that no one was present at the other two crises also. I know, like what the heck? Yeah. You think they would have a guard there 24 seven, just watching that. So like he's sitting there and it sort of started right. So when we started our story, Beta and and um, Torin, they were sort of talking about rising up against the foundation. So Harry Seldon talked about resolving a civil war. And that's where the story sort of started before the mule came into the picture. Yeah. So the traitors were planning on rebelling, I guess, against the foundation. And uh, that never happened. 
And how did Harry Seldon put it? I liked his description. He said the two informal traders and the two formal foundation. I think that's a very polite way of putting it. Yeah. What I don't remember is like how this affects like Harry Seldon's plan, like the mule now. And I don't remember what happens to him next, you know, because he's still he's still alive at the end of it, you know. I thought it was a little strange that they told the mules guys that were pretending to be guards that searched their ship on the way to Trantor. Like that they were going to Trantor for pleasure. I feel like that would be suspicious to everyone. Yeah. Definitely, like, why would you go to Trantor right. for pleasure at this point? You know, it's like not nope, even Nope, just married. getting ripped up and metal sold for meat. I, what about them getting there? I liked all the jumps, and they kept, they couldn't figure out what they were doing, and their path to get to Trantor looked like a worm with indigestion, which I thought was a strange description. And I like, too, how they, they he was, Torin was kind of plotting all the jumps, because you have to plot the jumps. Like, you can't just plug it into the computer. It's like a, they have to do a mathematical calculation, and then that's how they do the jumps. So Torin calculates a jump, and he ends up... He was kind of careless, so he ends up really close to, a, like, a sun, like a red giant, and he has to... Like they have to do a lot of maneuvering to not get sucked into the gravity well. So he's like... They spent, like, a whole week now. between jumps. Like, even yeah. Magnifico Gigantic was able to help. I am layering my... Me too. My I'm, I'm putting on now. the sauce. I put on the ricotta already. So now I'm, gonna go, I'm on to my second layer of noodles. Yeah, and I, I, in the beginning of the book, The Trader World they were on, I just loved how they, he described it. It's like a little pink and white little city. It sounded really It did cute. sound very cute. And I liked how everyone thought that marriage was old-fashioned. They also thought that marriage mainly just, just favored the women. <laughs> I was like, I, I wasn't quite sure how exactly. It's better to be, you know, a free agent, I guess they're, they're saying. Those chauvinist traitors. Yeah, they seem like a fun bunch to hang out with. They kind of reminded me of, like, characters from a D&D. &D. Like, they'd be, like, sitting at the shop. Yeah, they definitely like, served a role. I'm almost done. I guess I'll do one more know, layer of ricotta and sauce at the top. Yeah, you should end with cheese. So it gets nice and, like, cheesy, that cheesy brown top at the top. Yeah, yeah, I'll use some, like, mozzarella or something out there. Get all melty and gooey. This is really just, like, a cheese delivery system. Why did Garfield like, like lasagna so much? Because he's a cool cat. He's, he's very cool. I mean, I agree with him about Mondays. I just tried a little bit. It's really good. Okay, so I gotta put one more layer of meat on it. Fake meat. This is already really liquidy though. Mine is not. I did the onions, the garlic, and the sauce, and the meat all together. Mm -hmm. I should have cooked my sauce down a little bit. For four Beyond Patties, I only used one 24-ounce jar. So, it is a high fake meat ratio. Okay, I'm gonna put another layer of ricotta, and then some more cheese, and then it's gonna go in the oven. What did your noodles say to cook yours at? 375. 
If you can see any noodle, make sure it's covered with sauce or something, because otherwise it will get crispy and yucky, and then people will be like, ugh. If you can see any of the noodle, then it's gonna get crunchy. I think I'm gonna have to cook this on a cookie sheet. I'm afraid it's gonna boil over a bit. Yeah, I used to have a like a lasagna pan that had like a top. Oh, that's neat. That was nice. I don't know what happened to that. I actually think it's probably just packed. Oh, pro I'm sure. I, most of your life is probably still in boxes. Oh yeah. Since I, I moved in with my friends, so they have a house already with full of kitchen stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't need to get out my like lasagna pan. <laughs> mm. Okay. One more layer of cheese. I feel like I keep saying that. You know, there's nothing wrong with cheese. Mm. I keep getting little tastes. All right, my oven is ready. And my lasagna is going in the oven. All right, this is going in the oven. And I would usually cover mine, but since it's so, like, it's a little liquidy from the zucchini and the fresh sauce, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna cover it. I covered mine just because uh, mine was a little less liquidy. And, um, yeah. But I tented it on top so that I, I didn't want it to get stuck to the cheese. I put some mozzarella on there just to make it crispy on top. Yes. Yeah, I put a little Italian cheese blend on there. Oh, good idea. I don't think I had any. Oh, I just dropped some ricotta on the floor. Hey, Jax. Jax, come here. Come here, buddy. Come on. What's that? What's that? Oh, yeah. He's going right for it. I know it doesn't make up for missing out on the W-A-L-K, but it's something. Does he know what that means? I feel like he would figure out. They definitely know when you say the word. We give them a pre-dinner snack and we call it apartif. So they know what apartif is. That's so funny. Yeah, so we both shout it. We go crazy. Who wants an apartif? Did he just get excited? Yeah, he's like, I'm having none of this. He actually snatched it out of my hand. All right, so that's in there. I'm going to cook mine for like a half hour. Mine said to do 50 minutes. That seemed like a long time. Since I have no meat in there, I probably could cut it down. Yeah. Oh, I don't need a microwave for 30 minutes. All right, so I guess next week we're gonna talk about second foundation. Yes. What are our, what are our parts? Let's see here. Part one, search by the mule and search by the foundation uh, sounds like we're doing search by the mule search by the mule it is i'm excited i am too I start reading it now <laughs> yep i will send you pictures of my lasagna when i'm done okay and i will send you one of mine awesome see everyone bye <laughs>